All right. Welcome to another edition of the Patriot Nation podcast course. This is an instant reaction. Our takeaways or my takeaways, I should say, from day six at Pat's camp. Of course, this episode of the Patriot Nation podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network. Sign up now at FanDuel.com backslash Boston. All right. So what did we see? What did I see? What did, what were we treated to um, at Pat's camp on day six? They were in shells again. Um, so full pads yesterday, shells today. Unfortunately, I was I was hoping for full pads, but that's not what we got. Um, so, you know, still some physicality, but not crazy physicality, not as much physicality as there was yesterday for sure. Um, I would expect they'll probably be back in full pads tomorrow. But today it was about the passing game for the most part. And I thought Mac Jones really kind of separated himself today. Looked pretty darn good today. Um, had some struggles uh, in, you know, kind of that middle of the field, but played well in the red zone, hit Hunter Henry on a few touchdowns, hit Ramondre Stevenson on a touchdown. So I think that, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there with the passing game. Uh, the highlight play for me, there were two highlight plays kind of in basically in the same area. The first one, uh, 11 on 11, Devontae Parker against Christian Gonzalez. Mack threw a perfect throw. Um, really kind of the back shoulder of Parker. Parker elevated over um, over Gonzalez and made a catch and then toe-tapped his way down uh, onto the sideline. Real nice play. And the second play was, I believe, in the same in the kind of same stretch of plays, that same 11-on-11. 11 11. And Mac Wilson really made a nice play, uh, dove for a pass, knocked it away, almost came up with an interception. would have been a ridiculous play if he came up with the interception. But it was still it was a nice play. I do think that the ball... Probably was a little underthrown by Mac. Uh, I, he had Gasecki. I know he needed to get it in there, but I thought he could have put a little more air under it. Um, but he didn't. It was it wasn't a terrible throw. It just it wasn't as good of a throw as I as I wanted it to be. So, um, but it was a really nice play by Parker. I, it was good to see Mac playing well again. I thought Zappy struggled a bit. Um, I thought Trace McSorley just is not good. He just isn't good. I, I think that's been pretty obvious. From the jump, that Trace McSoley is not very good. Um, and so where do you go from there? Trace McSoley is just out. He's just he's just the third string quarterback. I'm a little surprised that he's still in there, to be completely honest with you. But you know, there he is. Um, so Ray was asking if the defense won again. I don't know if I'd say the defense won. I thought they played well. Um, man, they fly around to the ball. The Patriots had had no shot running the ball. They also had their entire offensive line was out basically, right? So Trent Brown didn't practice. Cole Strange didn't practice. Um, Michael Wino still wasn't practicing. So left tackle was Radley Reef. Left guard was a Tony Maffey. Center was David Andrews. Right guard was Bill Murray as it has been. And right tackle was Connor McDermott. So, you know, I do, I think it's interesting. I mean, I just looked at it like, man, they have no offensive line right now. And they, and they looked okay. I thought they looked all right. Um, overall they weren't terrible, but yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't great. Um, I thought city. So, you know, he's, he's working as the second right tackle, but I did think, you know, I watched him in a few reps. He looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. So looks like he's going to be in that tackle role. He is at kind of that right tackle that they're looking for. I think he's a developmental guy, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see him, you know, play sparingly a little bit this year, you know? Um, Mafi is a guy, Z-Tax asked about, uh, about Mafi. 
He looked pretty good today. He looked okay today. I mean, it's tough to tell without full pads on, right? But um, but he looked okay. He's a guy that fits body-wise type, fits the type of guy that they like um, at guard. Short, stocky, you know, big. He's a big dude. Um, and so we'll see, you know, if he, if he turns out to be good or not. But he certainly fits that style of player that they like. Um, so it was you know, nice to see him in that starting left guard, right? I mean, he was running with the ones, right? I thought well, that was pretty good. So I was happy to see that, right? Then the offensive lineman came over and signed. My daughter uh, had her Mac Jones jersey, got signed by the offensive lineman. So didn't get signed by Mac Jones. No no Mac Jones today, but I'm sure Mac would be appreciative of his offensive line signing uh, signing the jersey, which was cool. So, um, but I do think, and people are talking about Mac, you know, having a good year this year. I do think, that Mac, um, that Mac will have a, a better year than people expect. I, I do think that. Um, we'll see, but I do think. I mean, look, twenty twenty one, he looked pretty good. He wasn't amazing, but he looked pretty good. He had Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator, but I think his weapons this year are probably better than they were in twenty twenty one. He's further into his development, and he has an actual offensive coordinator again. So. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that they'll be all right. Now, the question becomes the offensive line. What does the offensive line look like? If Trent Brown isn't healthy, if Mike Onwender doesn't come back 100%, if, you know, if, 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 right, we keep going through these things. If Riley Reef isn't a good right tackle, then we have an issue, right? But if those guys can come through and play well, at least play decently, they don't have to be great. You, you know, we're not looking for an A-plus offensive line. They're not going to be a top-five offensive line in the league, but if they could be a good offensive line, I think that that's going to be helpful, right? And Josh mentions Calvin Anderson and, and Mike Onwen, who's huge, right? Calvin Anderson, the guy, again, that we talked about it last night, Matt and I, I thought he'd be a guy that could step in and take a roster spot. And at this point, I don't know where he is. I don't know what's going on. I hope everything's all right, but he's still on the NFI list, right? And we're now in our second week of camp, it's just strange. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes from there. So long way to go, obviously, but it was nice to see the offense kind of get into a little bit, a little bit of a rhythm this year, kind of see where, uh, where that's going to take them. And again, they're not going to be a top five offense in the league. They're not, but with the defense, the Patriots have, you just, you don't need that. You need a, a, a top 15 offense in the league. If they can get somewhere between 10 and 15, that's great. If you have the number 12 offense in the league, this team's going to win 12 games. That's what's going to happen because this is going to be a very good defense. Man, Christian Gonzalez, and and he's just so smooth. He's just so smooth at cornerback. You watch him play man coverage, zone coverage. He's just It looks effortless for him out there. Um, he's he's awesome. He's fun to watch, and it's you don't see it much. Now, Parker had a nice catch over him, but he didn't really elevate for it. He wasn't contesting it necessarily it was a it was really a nice throw it was almost nothing he could do about it um but you know but yeah it was it was uh it was a nice play and and he looks he looks so good <laughs> it's great he looks so good so uh he's been he's been really fun to watch but i did think the defense i thought played pretty well uh parker had a play where he could have had a touchdown probably should have had a touchdown jack jones jumped in uh jumped kind of around him and knocked the ball away from him made a nice play on it um, so, you know, that's, so that's encouraging to see Jack Jones making a nice play, but 
he really wished Devontae Parker kind of held on to that. Um, Josh Bledsoe had the only interception I saw of the day. Uh, Marcus Jones had a really nice play. I think it was to was the throw to Parker. I think the throw was to Parker on a corner route by Mac, um, and Marcus made a made a uh, a jumping, uh, leaping, uh, knocked the ball away, which was really nice. So that was good to see. Um, and the one interception that I saw was Josh Bledsoe and Trace McSorley just with a terrible read. It looked like an option route from uh, from JJ Taylor. The option was to either sit down or or go to the out, and the out was wide open. And McSorley, for whatever reason, thought he was going to sit down and threw it right to Bledsoe, and so it was it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. So, um, but you know what are you going to do? So, anyways, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go to we're gonna go to a, a word from our sponsors. Light Engine hit hit on this thing here, and we're gonna talk about this in a second. That uh, today's the title of, of Patriots press pass gave the impression that Max had. I'm sorry, Bill said that Mac and Zabri are competing for the number one position. I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I think that that's something that's going to get, that is going to be all around. The media is going to be everywhere. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Malik Cunningham when I come back as well, as well as a few other guys that I saw, but, uh, but we're just a quick word from our sponsors right here. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 and up and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Let's get into let's get into what Bill Belichick sa- said about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi today. He was asked you know, how they were playing and, you know, if Max is number one quarterback and he just said, Hey, we're all out here competing. All 90 guys are out here competing. And of course, right. The media is now running with that. I, I shouldn't say the media, cause that's not true. Some people in the media are now running with that saying that, Oh, that means that Max is number one quarterback, that there's a quarterback competition going on between Mac and Zappy. That is not the case. There was no quarterback competition going on. Bailey Zappy has taken exactly zero first team snaps. Exactly zero. He hasn't taken a snap with the starting offensive line. He hasn't taken a snap with the starting offensive receivers. Mac Jones is the guy. He is the guy. These are the same answers that Bill Belichick has been giving for 20 years. That's it. Period. Right? Delusion of Patriots fans just said that, right? That's that's the way it goes. They have been he's been giving these answers for the last 20 years. We're all there competing. We're not talking about this and that. He doesn't talk about it. Right. I mean, when you have the greatest quarterback of all time, you don't get those questions. Right. 
But what happened when Jimmy G got drafted in 2014? Oh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, we'll see this, isn't that? Like, you know, like he doesn't, everyone's competing. He says it every single time, every single time. So, you know, to me, it, it's it's one of those things I look at and I'm just like, listen, man, it's just not, it's nothing to worry about. It's something that the media is going, that some people in the media are going to run with because that's what they do because the headlines and those things, they sell papes, right? Headlines don't sell papes. Newsies sell papes. Sorry, that's a that's a that's an old school reference right there, or a new school reference if you're a Barbary person. But nevertheless, uh, that's that's a headline grabber, right? That that Mac Jones, you know, might not be the number one guy, and so on and so forth. And so, but you know, I mean, come on, let, let's be serious. Again, for right now, and all you can look at right now is who's getting reps where. That's why it's interesting when you see Demario Douglas playing with the ones. You're like, wow, Demario Douglas getting some run with the ones. When you see Mafi playing left guard with the ones. When you see Bill Murray playing right guard with one, when you see those things happening, you say, oh, okay, they could put anyone in there. They put those guys in there. That's all you can look at right now. And again, let me just repeat this, just, just to reiterate. Bailey Zappi has taken exactly zero snaps with the first team offense, exactly zero. So if you really wanted to have a quarterback competition and you really were thinking about who's going to be my starting quarterback, don't you think you want to see how Bailey Zappi looks against the ones? But you don't because you're running him with the twos. That's what's happening. And oh, by the way, Mac Jones had a significantly better day than Billy Zappi did today. So it's just the way it goes. Um, as far as a few people were asking about uh, Malik Cunningham, Cunningham has looked okay. He's making a position change. It's tough. You know, he's out there. The hardest part about it is that he's out there thinking right now. And if you're out there thinking, you're dead, right? He dropped a pass today on a, on a fairly simple you know, route against air. Just those aren't the things you want to see, right? And so, but it's because he's switching to a new position. He's got a ton of athletic ability, but he just doesn't understand the position yet. So in my opinion, he's a guy that's going to be on the practice squad this year. And if he can make that transition, you'll see him make it next year. Um, I don't know if he will or not, but there's a chance that he could. Um, like I said, he's got the physical tools to do it. It's just a question of whether he can or not. Um, a few people asking, um, someone asked about, uh, wide receiver separation. Oh, light engine asked about wide receiver separation. I, I think that, you know, wide receiver separation hasn't been great. Right. But as Jason pointed out, there's really not separation guys, right? Henry is not necessarily, you know, Henry and Gusecki aren't necessarily separation guys. Parker is definitely not a separation guy, right? Bourne and Thornton are the guys that you hope are creating separation. The most consistent separation I will tell you has been from Demario Douglas. Right. But, you know, you get guys open from from time to time. It, they've looked all right. They haven't looked terrible. They've looked all right. Um, It's what I want to see. I want to see more from these guys. But again, it's hard. They're not calling a game. They're just calling plays. So, you know, they're that's tough. You know, Um, Igor, I'd go with the chicken taco bowl. Definitely chicken taco bowl. Chicken Caesar wrap is good, but I'd go with the chicken taco bowl. You could throw more things in there. As long as you can, as long as you can choose the ingredients going in, then you can throw everything in there. That's the bowl is the way to go. Um, so, but you know, but we'll see what happens. So I think that, you know, I think that what I've seen has been promising. Again, we're not looking, we're not sitting here saying this is going to be, you know, this is going to be the, they're going to be the best team in the league and they're going to win the AFC East and they're going to do this. And they're going to do that. But again, I think if the D, if the offense can be okay, the defense can carry them the rest of the way. Um, 
you know, and that's, that's a good thing. I think that that's kind of the best thing I can say about it, right? Marte Mapu is a guy who's flying around, flying around. Um, he's looked awesome. Uh, Keon White, I saw a little bit in there, just kind of mixing it in, mixing it up a little bit. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him so far, but it's hard because, you know, again, if it's not real time, real speed, it's it's hard to kind of see what's going on. So what I will say, though, about the the uh, the offense is that once you get into those game situations and we're actually calling plays and calling a game in game situation, I think that that's really when you're going to see them do their best. Okay. They already look leaps and bounds better than they looked last year. I mean, leaps and bounds better than they looked last year. So that's not a very high bar, but still, um, you know, leaps and bounds better. For me personally, I just think, I just think that their strength is going to be their ability to call plays and then max ability to make check into the right play at the line and make the right read once the ball is snapped. That's going to have to be their ability. It's going to have to be it. So, um, you know, and that again is, is one of those things that you just, we have to wait and see. There's no way that's not going to happen in training camp, right? It's not going to happen in training camp. I think you'll get a look at that during joint practices because the preseason, even you're not necessarily scripting plays and calling plays, but in training camp, we're going to look at it and say, okay, we're in this situation. What's going to happen here? And so on and so on and so on. Right. So how is that going to go? Right. Oh, hey, it's second and 10 and we're at the 40 yard line and there's eight minutes left to go in the game. All right, let's go from here. Right. And so I think that that's part of it for me, right, where you can kind of see that and they can run situational plays against the offense and the defense. Now, that defense doesn't know what the offense is going to do. They're coming out running something different. And so, you know, the, the reason I like joint practice is that's almost the game. That's almost bigger than the preseason game because the preseason game, not all the guys play. In in joint practice, guys can be playing. It's almost like a game. So I think that that's, that's really what I'm looking for. And uh, Kano was asking about Judon. Judon was, um, Judon was very active today, played a ton of 11 on 11, was on the field most of the day. Judon is fine. Uh, again, I just think they're being cautious with him. Um, and it was what we were talking about last night with, uh, I was talking about last night with, uh, with Matt. I think they're just being cautious with him. They're just kind of, because again, they are, they're looking for that. They're saying, Hey, you, we know that you, you kind of tapered off at the end of last year. Let's get you, let's get you in slowly. Let's not put too much on you and we'll go from there. So I think, I think Matthew Judon is totally fine. Um, uh, as far as and someone was asking about, oh, pass catching from the backfield, they had they ran like six or seven straight screen passes. Um, they ran screens to they ran a nice one where they um motioned, I think it was Henry, I think it was Henry, they motioned Henry over almost like it was going to be a wham block, uh, and, and they were going to run a toss, and instead they ran a quick screen to him over there, which was kind of cool. I like that that little play design was kind of funky. Um, and they ran some screens to running backs. They ran some screens to wide receivers. They ran, they had like a whole screen package they were working on. So there was definitely some receiving out of the backfield. They had a few check downs to Ramondre, a few check downs to Pierre strong. And so, um, and so that was, so that was good. So I, I was, I was happy to see that. Um, 
I think that that's something that's going to be a staple of their offense. I think you're going to see a, a whole lot of RPO stuff. I think the RPO screen game could be interesting, right? Where you have the running back, you either look to see if we're going to run it or we throw that quick screen. So um, someone asked about Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton's been silent, silent. I, I don't, I don't love that. I don't love what I'm seeing from Tyquan Thornton because I'm not seeing a whole lot of it. So, and I don't know. I don't know if they just if they're just waiting to to kind of see what happens in, in you know in preseason or they're hiding him because he's going to be their deep threat or what. I don't know. But that I don't know. But uh, you know. But it, yeah, I, it's not looking good with him, which I'm not happy about. So, um. I don't, I don't love it, but again, who, who knows, right? There's a possibility, right? That they're saving him for the regular season and he looks fine in the regular season, right? I have, I just haven't seen a ton from him so far this year, this, this, this preseason, uh, this, uh, training camp, I should say. So, uh, long way to go though. Long way to go. I wouldn't call him a bust just yet. I wouldn't say that he's, you know, not good just yet, or he's going to have a terrible year or anything like that. I just, uh, you know. I think that, you know, it's one of those issues where let's just see what happens. Let's be patient with it and, 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 you know, go from there. So, but you know, it is what it is. So, uh, no, and Zappy's not getting traded though. So, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I'm going to see really, we're going to get a chance to see what happens and, you know, look in, in what nine days, we'll have the first preseason game and we'll really see what's going on. Um, there and then again, like I said, after that you get two weeks of joint practices, which I think is great. So, um, and a few people are asking about offensive linemen on the market. I think Jonah Williams is a guy that I have my eye on in in um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, you know, signed a, a big name guy this off season. They already kind of Jonah Williams, kind of that man out. He's going into the last year of his deal. Seems like a guy that would fit what New England's looking for. Now again. I think that everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens. How does Riley Reef look? Does Calvin Anderson come back healthy? If he does, how does he look? Right. And so do they need someone? Right. I know old man mob loves DJ Fluker and, and Andrew Norwell. He keeps mentioning them every time. And I'm with you. Like, I think that those guys could be, you know, decent players. Now the question is, are they better than what you have right now? I don't know the answer to that question. Right. The Patriots obviously don't believe that they are. Otherwise they'd be on the team. Right. But if the Patriots are looking at that and saying, yeah, you know, we, we cannot survive with Riley Reef as our right tackle, or, you know, we can't survive with Trent Brown as our left tackle. Well, if that's the case, then you have to go out and get one of those guys. Right. And I think I will say the tackle depth, I don't think is terrible. Right. I think you have, you have two. And again, I don't know what city. So is in, you know, but I think you have two, decently competent guys at tackle behind your starters, right? You got Trent Brown, right? You have Riley Reef, and then you have Calvin Anderson and Connor McDermott and City So. Like, unless unless you look at those guys and think one or two of those guys are terrible and we can't survive with those guys, I think they have enough, enough depth at tackle to um, to be good enough. Right. And we'll see. And you're right. One leg whip away from disaster. It's true. But I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to pay 
a backup tackle, you know, $7 million to be your backup, to be your third or fourth string tackle. Like it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things, right? So, um, but that's the way it goes. And no, they're not, they're not going to ask for a first round pick for a guy who's not going to be their starting tackle and is an aspiring deal. It's just not, it's not the case. It's going to be a fifth. It's going to be if Connor, if Connor Williams get traded or if um, Jonah Williams gets traded. Okay. He's not playing right tackle for the Bengals right now. He's not. No, he's their, he's their third tackle right now. So if he gets, to, if he gets traded, well, Lyle Collins, right? Lyle Collins is coming back. When he comes back, he's going to be their starting right tackle. So he's going to be their third string tackle. If he gets traded, it's going to be for not much. It'll be something, but not much. Unless they're not confident that the other guys can stay healthy, right? And maybe they say we're not moving them no matter what because we've seen what happens when your depth gets hit, and we're worried about winning the Super Bowl this year, right? I don't know. So the Jets are not giving them a first round pick for Jonah Williams, but that's okay. Nevertheless, uh, either way. So I just I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Look, that's okay. I can be wrong about that. If I'm wrong, listen. I'll tell you something right now. If the Jets give a first round pick for Jonah Williams. Whoever you are, Mr. Snoopy, uh, whatever. If the Jets give a first round pick for Jonah Williams, I will I will pass the mic over to you and let you do one of these. We'll let you do a, a full hour live on our network and say whatever you want. Okay? There, there's your deal right there. If the Jets trade a first round pick for Jonah Williams, you can do that. Go ahead. So, uh, nevertheless. Nevertheless, so, um, but either way, okay. So I just think you know, look, long way to go, long way to go. I think the Patriots overall have looked fine offensively. They've looked fine offensively. There's a long way to go offensively. Defensively, this team is awesome. Is awesome. They're a lot. They're going to be fun to watch defensively. Um, and so you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And again. We can look forward to, to the 10th, of course. But I think what we're really looking for is those joint practices the next week. But so anyways, all right, that's all I got. I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, I don't know the next time we'll be doing this, um, but um, but we will uh, we'll see what happens. OK, thank you for being uh, for being active in the chat. Everyone really appreciate it. Love interacting with you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back. We might come back and, and do one of these instant reactions. If not. Matt and I will be back uh, early next week. Oh, good question. Who needs – that's a good question before we leave. <coughs> Sorry. Old Man Mob's asking about who needs a breakout year uh, this year. I mean, listen, Taekwon Thornton breakout year would be unbelievable. Taekwon breakout year would be great. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that would be my pick for most helpful for the Patriots to be Taekwon Thornton breakout year. But I think the guy you really need to have a breakout year this year is Mac Jones. He's the one that you really need to have um, to have a breakout year. So we'll see, you know, but I think that that's, that's the guy I want him to take a step forward and really kind of prove that he's a true starting quarterback in the NFL. And one of those guys that deserves to be, and again, he's not going to be in the you know, in the Joe Burrow, he's not going to be in that conversation, Right. But I want him to get into that Derek Carr conversation where he's a good starting quarterback. He is, you know, he is a competent player that, 
you can win with, right? And maybe you don't want to pay him $40 million a year. That's what that's what the you know the Raiders ran into. We don't want to pay him $40 million a year, but he's good enough that we can win with him. Right. And so I think that that's 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 the guy for me that I'm looking for to step up the most. But yes, if you go through go through the list of wide receivers, right? Tyquan Thornton, KB, Parker, I thought had a decent year last year, so maybe not a breakout for him, but but that's kind of where I'm looking at. So so anyways. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. And oh, Barmore, it's a good one. Oh man, Mob. I like that. I like that. So lots of guys, lots of young guys that we're hoping that we're hoping to step up, uh, but a lot of potential for this team. So we'll see where it goes. All right. I'm out of here. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. And I will, uh, uh, we'll be talking. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this week, if not beginning of next week.